Welcome to the fruitnet.com audio edition. Hello and welcome to the Fruitnet audio edition. Where this week we're looking at the FPJ Big 50 first ever ranking of the top 50 companies in UK fruit and vegetable supply. My name's Michael Barker, editor of the Fresh Produce Journal, and with me is Martin Fisher, editor of the FPJ Big 50. So Martin, tell us a bit about what is the FPJ Big 50, why was it created, and what's the purpose of it? So the FPJ Big 50 ranks the 50 largest UK-based suppliers of fruit and vegetables, We've compiled the list using turnover figures from Companies House. Now, I'm sure the debate will rage over FPJ using this means to, uh, to compile the list, but we, we deemed it the fairest way of, of doing so. Um, the FPJ Big 50, we believe, is the first of its kind, and I guess that touches upon why, why we put it together. Um, you know, it's really about celebrating the, the companies in our industry, what they do for the country, and um, you know, giving them their moment in the sun. Absolutely, and it comes at an absolutely critical time for the industry generally, doesn't it? Because there's a lot going on in terms of changing supply chains and so on. And as part of your uh, of your research into this project, you've, you've spoken to market experts and commentators uh, to get their take on what the current health of the industry is. What, what was the uh, key findings from that? I mean, it's, uh, it's been a tough year for, for fresh produce, but then I suppose it always it always is. <laughs> Um, one expert described the uh, the industry as borderline anemic financially. Oh. I mean, we, yeah, we've had uh, flat categories, overcapacity. We've had weather issues, not so much in the UK, more so in key supply regions with, with hail damage and so on. We've had the Russian trade ban as well. We've also had uncertainty in the Eurozone. But the, the, the key story of 2014 for fresh produce has probably been the high levels of M&A activity, mergers and acquisitions, um, I suppose the headline-grabbing one has been the, the mooted Chiquita and Fife deal, which never actually came to fruition, but then we've had others such as Univedger buying uh, Winchester Growers, for example. And I suppose this high level of M&A activity goes hand-in-hand hand with the intensifying war between the big four supermarkets over price, and coming into that mix uh, with even more ferocity is the, the hard discounters who continue to grow and show no signs of... Uh, of abating on that front. So I suppose, yeah, high levels of m and activity in, in 2014 and probably more to come as well. Absolutely. It seems to have really accelerated in the last month. Uh, we had a number of really headline-grabbing deals coming through, not least IPL announcing that it's going to be buying the potato-packing businesses from Fenmark and QV Foods in Scotland. Uh, there's the news of the uh, tie-up between Fresh Direct and Bain Capital. And, of course, there was the, uh, the joint venture deal between Nationwide Produce and QV Foods on Onions. So huge amount of stuff coming through. And I think, by the sounds of it, there's going to be lots more to come in 2015 as well. Let's move on to the Big 50 itself, Martin. Let's, tell, us, tell us the top 10 names in the ranking. So the top 10 names in the FPJ Big 50, the inaugural FPJ Big 50, we have number one, Total Produce, number two, Fresca Group, number three, Popa, number four, MMUK, number five, AG Thames, number six, Fife's Number seven, G's Fresh. Number eight, Berry Gardens. Number nine, Univeg. 
and number 10, Greenvale. Fantastic. There's some absolutely huge names in that list. We won't give you the whole list yet, but if you head on over to fpj.co.uk, you can uh, view the list in its entirety. Let's have a look at the list, break, break down, pick out a couple of names. I mean, the, the obvious first starting point is Total Produce. This is a business absolutely massive. It's, it's massive right across Europe. It's no stranger to topping lists of the biggest com- companies in a variety of countries, in fact. They're active in wholesale, they're active in retail. And yet, despite their global nature, they're very much emphasising the localness of their proposition. It's, it's a really interesting business. It's, it's also acquisitive. They've got, uh, they've got plans to do a lot more, and I, I think they're going to be defending their position uh, very strongly over the coming year. Um, I, see, I see as well that um, the top two, Total Produce and Fresca, they both have a really strong presence in, in wholesale, which is quite interesting mm. because, you know... It, we constantly hear from mainly from wholesalers themselves that it's a, a moribund industry, it's an industry that's on its knees, yet you know, here we are, the FBJ Big 50, the two largest UK-based suppliers of fruit and vegetables, have a really big presence in the wholesale scene. Absolutely, and I think actually that's a sector that's very much coming back. We're seeing the regeneration of, of New Covent Garden, we, we're seeing uh, markets such as Bradford and, and Birmingham relocating or, or doing up their market. So I think that it is a sector, especially with the rise in eating out, that we're going to see a huge amount more of. And, and also catering is absolutely massive at the moment. Are there any other trends that, that you've seen within the top ten that, that, that are particularly noteworthy? I suppose the, the top five um, all seem to have not only a diverse range of product offering, but also a diverse range of customers, which just goes to show that having your, your eggs in multiple baskets can reap rewards. Um, another point as well, the majority of the top ten either seem to have foreign ownership or seem to have significant trading arrangements on the continent or across the globe, which just goes to show that while this, this FPJ Big 50 is very much a UK list, it's also in some ways it's a, it's a microcosm of the global fresh produce industry as well. Absolutely. You have to have those uh, links to the farm throughout at the moment. That's a real trend we're seeing in terms of companies. No, nobody wants to be seen just as an importer at the moment. They want to be seen to have an integrated end-to-end operation. And, and all of these businesses have growing operations as well as their other packing and supply uh, facilities. Um, there's a big trend, isn't there, towards investment. Uh, well, I mean, one of the most absolutely startling uh, figures to have come out from this was that Albert Bartlett is planning a £60 million new potato, uh, potato facility for the, uh, for the frozen chip, uh, for frozen potato sector, I should say, in Scotland. This is an absolutely staggering investment. I can't remember anything as big as this since Thanet Earth a decade or so ago. I mean, it's, it's a massive investment, and it shows that there is money in the industry. There are forward-thinking businesses playing to to, to, to splash the cash to grow further. And, and have you seen any other examples of, of companies willing to do that? I mean, the Albert Bartlett deal certainly took us by surprise here in the FBJ office. Um, yeah, we, are, we are seeing more investment and more deals going through. Um, it probably goes hand-in-hand hand with the UK coming out of recession. Um, you know, banks are more willing to lend money now, and companies in the industry have probably been cutting costs and, um, you know, sitting on reserves, and now's the time to go and splurge and... You know, as I touched upon before, you've got the supermarket price war intensifying, so companies are doing all they can to um, to, to survive. Um, IPL, as does buying arm, which some will be really surprised to, to not find in the top ten. Um, they've made headlines recently with their projected purchase of facilities from 
Fenmark and QB Foods, and in, t- in terms of investment, you know that's probably probably one of the bigger news stories of 2014. Um, and, and, and who knows? I mean, it could be a sign of things to come. Absolutely, and supermarkets have really emphasising as well how much control they want over the supply chain. And ASDA has been unashamed in its uh, in its strategy that it wants to uh, go direct to source to, to procure produce. So I think we're only going to see more and more stuff bought by IPL. It started out with fruits, but it's moved into salads. It's moved into, uh, obviously, potatoes, flowers, wine, nuts. Uh, there's so much more that I think they're planning to do. So I think that's one that's going to move highly up the list. Another thing that stands out as well from the list is it's not a Downton Abbey list. You know, the upstairs and the downstairs mingle together because you have the global names like Fife's and, and Del Monte and Coachman mixing with the likes of uh, Peter Gilding and, and, and E. Parkinson's, which, you know, got that family ethos and roots still very much at the heart of what they do. And, you know, this, this is why we, we have the FPJ Big 50 is, is a publication the industry will not only be proud of, but find real value in as well. Absolutely, and it's going to be one that's clearly going to change massively over the course of the next 12 months, and, and there could be some really significant movers and shakers in it. Uh, one company that, that I predict will rise up the list next year would be uh, Florette, probably the, the best-known name in, to consumers, at least, in the fresh produce industry. Uh, Florette, uh, they're about to file their results, so, so the figures we've had to use are a couple of years old before the, uh, the establishment of the Angflor growing project, the introduction of a, l- a number of new leaves such as peppercress and baby kale. So I think you know, we, we've seen a couple of big years from Florette. I think they've got another one planned, so they could be one that rise massively up the chart next year. Okay, I mean, we haven't got time to go through every company one by one. Please do look at fpj.co.uk to see our individual analysis of each of the companies. But there were also some big names, weren't there, Martin, that we couldn't include for various reasons. Tell us a bit about those. Well, I mentioned IPL uh, not being in the top ten might surprise some people, but I'm sure others will look at this list and their socks will be knocked off by the fact that Back of all don't feature in the list at all. But the issue we had with that is that Back of all with its point three billion turnover, we couldn't extract the, the fruit and vegetable sales figures for that. And because they have such a diverse range of products from you know free back fruits to uh to, to soups, to pizzas, to ready meals, we, we, we couldn't include that figure, and you know it, it's a great shame. But maybe maybe in future, if uh, back of all split up their operations, it's something we can we can explore in a future FBJ Big Fifty. Um, the same applies to Swiven Bank, the the food service arm of three six six three. Again, they just have such a diverse portfolio that we we, we couldn't extract the fruit and vegetable turnover figure to include them in the FBJ Big Fifty. But on Swiven Bank, it, sh- it should be noted they. Uh, they, they, they saw a triple-digit increase in profits and sales volume in the most recent financial year. So, again, a company trading in fruit and vegetables doing very well. Absolutely. And speaking of companies doing very well, we, we, we've seen a number of, not new names necessarily, but a, a number of companies very much coming onto our radar from a, from a public relations perspective and, and from the sense that they're really pushing ahead in the recent years. They may not have had the turnover quite big enough just yet to make it onto the Big 50, but we wanted to acknowledge them as well. Martin, tell us a bit about a couple of companies that have really caught your eye. One in particular would be um, Banner Bay, which is a banana firm based in Birmingham, but with plantations in Ecuador. Um, speaking to FBJ earlier this year, the MD, Marco Sullivan, told me that he wants Banner Bay in a few years' time to be 
one of the biggest, if not the biggest, player in the global banana industry, which is uh, it's a quite ambitious <laughs> yeah, fighting talk, <laughs> crazy talk. But I'm sure you know Richard Branson and Alan Sugar would uh, would be taking him seriously. I mean, like um, Florette, uh, they made a big push on the marketing front in the past year, Banner Bay. Um, but, but, but like uh, Florette as well, you know, they, they not only talk the talk, they walk the walk as well. Um, they made international appointments across the job spectrum in 2014 in a bid to achieve O'Sullivan's uh, grand global aims. They've also expanded into markets across the world, such as Turkey, China, New Zealand and um, Libya as well. Um, Another banana firm that didn't make the cut that we've got in our ones to watch section is Chiquita, and they just missed out as well. Their UK operations weren't quite big enough to, to, to make the FPJ Big 50, but um, with the recent deal with Cotrale Safra being tied up, the Brazilian firm that's, that's bought them following the protracted uh, Fife saga, um, one would imagine the Brazilians haven't bought Chiquita just to, to sit on the asset. You know, they're probably going to expand it and see what they can get out of it, so... This time next year, we could see Chiquita make a push and, and, and join the likes of Del Monte and Fife's in the FPJ Big 50. Yeah, interesting times in bananas because it's, it's been a sector that hasn't seen a huge amount of change uh, over the years. But suddenly, you know, yeah, you've got new players like, uh, like Banner Bay coming in. You've got the, uh, the new ownership with Chiquita. And, you know, it, it looks like we've got very changing supply chain taking place. That's going to be really interesting to watch. Some more bread and butter type UK businesses as well that have missed out. Um, it's, it's worth mentioning. We've got Alan Barlett and Sons who again, just missed out on the list. Um, Alan Bartlett, of course, the, the brother of Ronnie, who runs the Albert Bartlett business, which did make the FBJ Big 50. But this year, Alan Bartlett has been diversifying its uh, product offer and looking to add value of premium lines. So who knows, this time next year, that could pay dividends and we'll see Alan Bartlett and Sons in the FBJ Big 50. Another company, another Roots company that just missed out were Hunter Pack. Um, again, they've recently made an investment in a vegetable crisp brand um, they're looking to expand that as well that seems to be quite popular among UK companies at the moment and um, they're also investing in new cold storage facilities so again this time next year they could just uh, make their way into the FPJ Big 50. Absolutely we're going to see a much changed list in 12 months time which I think is going to make it absolutely fascinating and and must read reading so Thanks so much, Martin. We could, we could talk all day about this, but we do hope you'll head over to fpj.co.uk or read right the way through the print issue of the Big 50. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your feedback. Let's all get involved in the debate. And thanks for listening. And we look forward to bringing you further podcasts in the new year.